everybody's helping me get my mask on and off today with all this stuff I have to do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, John. I bet a lot of us had to memorize that in school. I did. I got a little Bible for it. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you for that. I know I can't. No, no, no. You should join you. Well, here I am, people. Um, this is uh, not my usual spot. I usually sit in the back. And I haven't done this for a long time. So when Eric texted me oh, a couple of months ago and said, would you preach? I know I rolled my eyes and I said, are you serious? And he was. Um, <laughs> so here I am. I promised him when he would go away, I would be here for this. So anyway, um, some of you know me well. Some of you don't know me at all. Uh, you know that I'd much rather be sitting in a Bible study with you, sitting around drinking coffee, discussing the scripture, much more than being behind this pulpit. But that's the way it is today, isn't it? We're going to just go through this scripture, and I'm going to share with you some insights that I have um, when I read and reread and reread this. And you know, it's interesting. I call this a God thing because I knew it was going to be about love. I knew it was going to be about forgiving. And in the last month, every time I've turned around, there's been an article about love in the magazines, in the conference I attended, and, I, and forgiveness. I'm going, oh my gosh, I guess God's really trying to tell me something here. Um, I'm not going to share all of those things with you, but I am going to share some of it. So let's see what we're doing here. Uh, you know, Eric has been preaching about in Luke this chapter for the last two weeks. And today, the lectionary passage is what Marcia read for us today. And that takes off where Eric left off last week. So if you remember, Jesus is called the disciples, which Luke now calls apostles. Then we heard about the blessings and the woes. And now the common English Bible calls this part of the scripture Behaving as God's children. I thought, well, there's the title, Behaving as God's Children. Jesus was talking to the disciples and to the followers, which is also talking to us. At the end of his sermon last week, Eric said this. I remembered it. <laughs> you always remember his sermons, right? No, I don't. But he said, learn to live lives as if God is at the center. I thought, what a great segue into the passages that we're reading today. How do we live as God's children? So let's take a look. Please pray with me. Open our eyes, God. Help us see what you would want for us this day. Amen. The first thing that you read in these scriptures is love your enemies. In fact, he says it twice in just this one passage, love your enemies. And I think about that phrase, we find that in the Old Testament, we find it in the New Testament, it meant written in many different ways. So I thought, okay, who are my enemies? What's an enemy? Who are your enemies? So I asked my 10-year-old niece, Kate, what's an enemy? And Kate says, an enemy is the opposite of a friend. 
And I said, Kate, do you have any enemies? She says, no, but there's one girl at school I don't like. <laughs> well, that's not a bad answer. But then Connor, who's her brother, almost six, this is my great nephew, great niece. Connor says, um, an enemy is somebody you fight. And his enemies are the green guys. Now, I don't know what the green guys are, guys, but if you ever go to Eggy, Iowa, don't worry, Connor's got you covered. He's taking care of the green guys, okay? <laughs> so who is your enemy? I'm thinking you all have different ideas about what an enemy is. And you probably are like me. I have a hard time identifying an enemy. That's a good thing. But as I read this, I recall many difficult relationships that I've had involving hostility or distrust, broken relationships. And you may have had those as well. How do we love those people? I think loving your enemies doesn't mean that you have to like them. I think that Kate's right. I can't tell you how many times I've walked away from a difficult conversation or a difficult situation that I've been in saying to myself, God loves them. God loves them. And then pray, how do I respond to this? Our church book group read a book, I think it was in the fall, called The Lost History of Stars. This story tells of a South African young girl and her family who were in a concentration camp while her father and grandfather and brother are fighting the Boer War in South Africa. British soldiers have forced her family to leave their farm and live in this concentration camp. As they struggle to survive, we learn of the friendship that she made with a young British soldier who is her enemy and also her guard. These enemies become friends. And that friendship challenged and changed each of them. I'm sure that you have heard many stories about enemies becoming friends. Movies are made about this. Books are written about this. TVs are written, stories are written about this. Enemies becoming friends. Now Martin Luther King said that um, love is the only thing that can turn an enemy into a friend. Jesus said, love your enemies. Love them and do good. Bless them and pray for them. Love your enemies and pray for them. He explains to the disciples how he think this might look. Now, I'm not going to concentrate today on the do's and the don'ts of how to do this or the examples that he gave, but I want us to take a look at this passage as a whole, a whole one because love is complex and complicated. You may love pizza. You may love your brother and your sister, or you may not. Love is so complicated and different. We had Valentine's Day just last week, celebrated a different kind of love. You know, what is love? How do you love your enemies? 
Jesus says, love and forgive. I'm reading a book called Fierce Love by Jackie Lewis. She's the pastor of a church in Manhattan uh, called uh, the Middle Church. She grew up on the south side of the city in a Presbyterian church. I didn't know that. I don't even know her. I met her, met her a couple weeks ago at this conference. I was at the Christian Education Conference. She went to the Princeton Seminary, and um, she was talking about how she became a pastor and how she loved her confirmation mentor. I thought, what a great example that she gave of loving her confirmation mentor, and I'm sure her confirmation mentor loved her. So this book says a title of the subtitle thing, you know, sometimes they have like a title and then a subtitle thing. It says, A Bold Path to Ferocious Courage and Rule-Breaking Kindness That Can Heal the World. Hmm. A Bold Path That Can Heal the World. She says, the world is a mess, a hot mess, and together we can clean it up. Well, we know that the world is a hot mess. Look at the news. Just this morning, you hear on the news about how, you know, we may be going to war. Hot mess because of COVID, wearing masks. And the pictures you see of the debate against masks, do you wear them or do you not wear them? All those things are going on. Our world is such a mess. In one of the chapters, she says, fierce love means seeing the hard things. Now, I think that's kind of what Jesus was saying. See the hard things to do. Fierce love has the power to transform you. Becky Larson shares stories throughout this book showing that when you love, God lives in you. She really believes that what we need to do is to tell and hear stories of love. Fierce love. So Jesus is telling us, the disciples and the followers, do some fierce love. Look at things that are hard to do like loving your enemy. See the hard things, people. And then as I told you, I turn around, I pick up another magazine, there's this other story about love. This is in Horizons magazine, the Presbyterian Women's magazine. There's a story called Love When We Can. I don't know the author, but she says that when she was growing up, Mr. Rogers taught her how to love. I wonder how many people out here have Mr. Rogers teaching you how to love. She shares the story of moving into a new neighborhood with the intent of loving her neighbors. She learned that a neighbor had lost his sister and she intended to take him some food or at least send a card. But the most she could do was offer a wave and a quick, I'm so sorry, and she headed off to an appointment. Her story goes on to say that loving takes energy, energy that she often doesn't have. Some days, all she can do is wave. Other days, she's ready for a full-on conversation. This is not what I planned, she said. 
but I'm doing the best I can with what I have. I went, yes, me too. I'm doing the best I can with what I have. And aren't we all doing that? Mr. Rogers was quite a theologian, you know, and you know he was a Presbyterian pastor. But um, he also said, frankly, there isn't anyone you could lear couldn't learn to love once you heard their story. Listening is where love begins. I think a lot of wisdom comes from that. Listening, listening to one another. Once you hear the story, you may be able to learn to love that person. Listening, seeing, and doing the hard things, like loving those who don't love you, forgiving those who mistrust you or mistreat you, those who may harm you or curse you or ignore you. This is the lectionary reading that we're from in today, Luke. But you know, when they give you lectionary readings, they also give you an Old Testament reading and a New Testament reading, and two New Testaments and stuff. So I went and looked at the Old Testament lesson. I thought, another one. This is another test Old Testament story about a powerful story on forgiveness. It's about Joseph. Remember the story of Joseph? Some of you might have seen Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dream, which is good, but you can also read that story in Genesis. Joseph's brother were very jealous of him because he was his father's favorite. So they sold him to traders and he ended up in Egypt serving the Pharaoh. And he becomes one of the highest officials that the Pharaoh has. So his brothers come to buy food. The brothers who sold him into slavery come to buy food because there's a famine in his country. They don't recognize Joseph, but he remembers them. And when the brothers learn that it's Joseph, they're terrified. But Joseph wasn't angry with them. It's about love and forgiveness. It's a great story, love and forgiveness, again, in our Old Testament and in our New Testament. Eugene Peterson writes in the message. Some of you may know that interpretation, the message. It interprets parts of the scripture today. And this is an interpretation, not a translation. There's a difference between a translation and an interpretation. Um, the translation is when they transfer or translate, you know, the words from Hebrew and Greek in the scripture. The translation is when folks say, this is what I think it believes, which I think you're all supposed to be translators of the gospel, the Bible. But G. Peterson says this, love your enemies, let them bring out the best in you and not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with energies of prayer for that person. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, you use the occasion to practice a servant life. Practice a servant life. So I'm thinking, okay, this is what we need to do, practice. We practice because we want to include, improve ourselves in many ways. I mean, you know, I practice the piano, but clearly not as long as Stephanie has. Uh, you know that, so I do. Jim, I practice the clarinet, but clearly you know all the instruments much better than I do. I did practice that. But we need to practice, I think, to be more like Jesus. I think that's what it's calling us to do. Practice to be more like Jesus. Think of what that would look like. 
We need to practice daily about being unconditional in our love of others. We need to practice making our hearts completely empty of all discrimination, bias, prejudice. We need to practice forgiving those who have hurt us. And we need to practice sharing our stories of faith with others. It's not easy. It's not done in one day. One step forward probably and a couple steps back. It's a journey. But as we practice this, it's my belief that that will become part of who we are as people, as God's children. Because I think we want to show kindness in this world, in this face of hostility, ingratitude. I think we really want to be people of goodwill. We want to be people of compassion and forgiveness. We are all seeking to do that, I think. Jesus loved his enemies, you know, all the way to the cross. I think that God loves each of us, and we need to share what we have experienced of God in our lives by sharing our stories of faith and love. Amen.